Let's go. I'm a bulldog. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Sintel with DogNation.com. Another edition. Wednesday night, about 6 o'clock on the old Apple Watch. means it's time for Before the Hedges. What's Before the Hedges? That's our weekly live recruiting podcast where we break down all things Georgia football, Georgia recruiting. We have a couple features lined up for you guys today. We will take your questions. Um, have ourselves a good old time for about the next 45 minutes or so. I'm Jeff Sintel. I've been covering this recruiting beat for Dog Nation for a minute now. Hope everybody's doing great on their Wednesday night. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for joining you. Really means a lot. A lot of entertainment options, a lot of streaming options out there in the world on your phones, on your televisions. Very grateful, very thankful that you guys could be here. Um, let me know everybody checking in, where you're checking in from. Hope the audio feeds are going in okay. Hope you guys got a chance the last couple of days to read some, um, you know, crack your knuckles type stories, I guess, for me over the last couple of days on Dog Nation. Um, sometimes the dead period gives me the chance to write a little bit and to cover some stories that I've been waiting to write for some time. Uh, the one that went up today was Jared Zirkel, Jay-Z, Zercules, whatever anybody wants to call him. Uh, wrote about the Georgia kicker. Earlier this week, I also spoke to some state championship coaches from Alabama. I let you guys hear from some of the guys I talked to about what's going on down on the recruiting trail, college football, high school football, and everything in between. Pretty good read, I thought. Pretty good opinion, I thought, from those coaches about all things Scott Cochran. That showed up on dognation.com on, on Tuesday. Um, also on Sunday, we dropped a big piece on Gunnar Stockton. Folks, that's been one I've been wanting to write about the 2022 quarterback for a while. Five-star talent. He's got um, a howitzer for an arm. Uh, in a high school camp way back in, uh, he was in eighth grade. He's at the University of North Carolina. He threw the ball 66 yards in the air. He actually tested with a stronger arm that day than a couple of sophomore and junior rising senior quarterbacks that started last season in college football. That's how strong Gunnar Stockton's arm is. He's in that part right now because Gunnar Stockton will have a conversation. One of our patented Dog Nation conversations, we'll have one of those with, dog, with Gunnar Stockton later on in our broadcast. Um, as you saw on the open, though, we had a lead story today, which was a conversation with Ra Ra Dilworth. That's the 4-3-5 linebacker out of the state of North Carolina who just visited Georgia. The young man had 203 tackles. That's right. Let me, get that, let me get those words straight. 203 tackles last year as a high school junior out of Glenn, North Carolina. That's kind of our anchor piece of content for tonight's show. Um, always going to have your top targets. Always going to have your, your questions. Uh, thankful to those good people at Kroger that sponsor this program, sponsored it for many years, and allow us here at Dog Nation to bring you this recruiting juice this intel in a different platform and a different way of going about it. So I want to thank everybody at Kroger for uh, the great partnership we've had so far with DogNation.com and Kroger. Also, a little bit of news. I don't know how you guys are Johnny on the swivel yet with your podcast game, but we've been listening to Dog Nation's readers, viewers, everybody on the Dog Nation forum, and that people have been clamoring. They've been wanting to see a Before the Hedges in podcast form. Well, folks, earlier this week, thanks to my man Connor Riley behind the glass, we took our first big steps into a whole new world. That would be the Dog Nation Recruiting Podcast. After tonight's show, there will be four podcast episodes up. The first one with Cedric Von Prawn. The, second, the third one was Shmal Munden Jr. This one with... Um, um, this one with uh, Ra Ra Dilworth, but you can find it right now on SoundCloud and Spotify. It's out there right now. Just search for Before the Hedges podcast. But um, give us a couple of days. It takes a while to get up on the Apple pod podcast platform. We should be up on iTunes. We should be up on that uh, platform as well for you guys in the coming days. So there you go. A little bit of news. Before the Hedges is now coming to your favorite podcast lane, whatever that may be. So glad you guys asked for it. Glad we were able to deliver it and glad for efforts like Connor Riley behind the scenes for us to be able to bring that to you guys. All right, that's much ado so far in our program. 
Let's get started with our top targets. That's where we count down the folks that we feel have strong mutual interest between Georgia and also uh, the top recruiting targets for the 2021 class. First and foremost, guys, this list continues to grow, especially the, the list of other contenders that we'll see later on in the program. But starting with number 12, it's one of our new names for this week. Uh, we've got four-star offensive lineman Terrence Ferguson. That guy's out of Peach County in Fort Valley, Georgia. Uh, rated as one of the top 70 prospects in the nation. Been a prospect uh, on the radar for the 2021 class for quite some time. One of the things I'm most impressed with about Terrence Ferguson is he was a guy that was known as a freshman. When he was a teammate of Karis Jackson way back in the 2017 season, Karis was a 2018 recruit. You already saw Terrence Ferguson was going to be a guy, a guy to watch. And the main thing that happens sometimes is players stop growing. They stop developing. Maybe they get a little satisfied. And maybe those guys that we thought were going to be great as freshmen don't turn out to be great as seniors. But with Terrence Ferguson, that's certainly not the case. He's going to flash at tackle and at guard and play both ways. He took those key back-to-back visits in January. When he could have shopped around and saw a lot of junior days, he went to Georgia on two consecutive junior days. Matt Luke has made him a priority. That's why he checks in this week at number 12 on our top targets list. Next up on our top targets for this week, we've got a new name. This is out of Newton High School. I believe he's visiting Georgia today, if uh, memory serves. Visited Auburn earlier this week. He's visiting Georgia today. That's Nyland Green out of Newton High. That's uh, the same program which produced J.J. Holloman in Covington, Georgia. Four-star cornerback, 6'2 plus, size, length, speed. He's really worked himself out hard and developed his body very well over the last couple of years. He was another guy we noticed really early at some of those MVP camps, and we wondered, is this guy going to keep getting better? And Nyland Green certainly has. He makes his debut on our 2021 Top Targets list at number 11. You look at Nyland, Nyland Green, and he's a guy that has the length, he has the speed, he has the size, um, mostly centered around a lot of Southeast schools that are kind of his major contenders, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, Auburn, schools like that. Those are the schools that seem to resonate right now with Nyland Green. Um, next up on our top targets list is a name uh, that's been there for a while. We're going to call him the chef. Here on For the Hedges, that's Dallas Turner. Broward County, Class 1A to 5A, Defensive Player of the Year as a junior. Um, played for American Heritage last year. This year he's going to play for St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale. Actually, the uh, Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel named uh, Dallas Turner as their 1A, 5A Defensive Player of the Year. The reason we call him the chef is uh, Dallas Turner uh, likes to cook baked goods in his spare time. That's a guy that we, we spoke to earlier in the, uh, on one of our earlier hedges earlier, earlier this year. Dallas Turner um, recently established his top 10. Georgia was in there. It appears to me like Georgia and Florida are recruiting uh, Dallas the hardest. Georgia definitely has needs at the outside linebacker position, defensive end position for the uh, 2021 cycle. Uh, like I said earlier, Florida and Georgia seemed to be hitting him up the most. He had a great visit to Georgia in January for a junior day. He did feel like Georgia was making him a true uh, priority. Um, next up on our list, Arizona, Suaro High School's Quentin Somerville. Defensive end, that's a guy Georgia's looking at, a defensive end. He had a great first visit. You go back with Quentin Somerville, you got to remember, he told us that when he was six, seven, eight years old, he was watching Georgia games. He was watching that wonderful, beautiful stadium. He was watching A.J. Green make plays way out in Arizona and always dreamed. That kind of filled up the dream, the dream tank for him a little bit. And Quentin Somerville thought about Georgia, thought that would be great if he would ever be recruited to be able to play at a place like this. And this, here's where a couple coincidence, coincidences start lining up. Not only that from a young man out in Arizona, but his teammate, Keely Ringo, five-star signee for Georgia in the 2020 class, He's coming to Georgia. So that automatically creates more inroads there for Georgia. He had a great first visit to Georgia in January. It's really neat. Georgia offered him in early January. Approximately 16 days later, uh, Quentin Somerville was there with his family in Athens for a junior day. They brought his younger sister along, who's actually a student trainer. 
pretty deft move for Georgia and the recruiting staff, how they were able to get his young sister, who aspires to be an athletic trainer one day, in a room with Ron Corson, Georgia's Hall of Fame athletic trainer. And those little things, those little things where Kirby Smart and the Georgia staff show they have their stuff together really goes a long way on the recruiting trail. Next up, number eight, we got a wide receiver. Moving on up the list, kind of George Jefferson style on our Before the Hedges top targets list this week. That is Mario Williams. Mario Williams is out of Plant City, Florida. He's a baseball player and a receiver. Top four receiver in the class. Had a great junior day visit to Georgia in January. He was there when Brock Vandegrift was there. He was there when Amarius Mims was there. Been talking to Brock Vandegrift for some time. Brock was uh, actually recruiting a guy like Mario who can make so many plays in space uh, to join him when he was still committed to Oklahoma. Mario Williams, if you watch this week coming out of, out of the Tampa plant area, playing baseball, it's baseball season already in Florida. Mario Williams hit a home run last night over the right field wall, I believe. Wants to play football and baseball wherever he may be. Georgia's a school which is standing out for him uh, in the 2021 class. Um, next up, number seven is Smile Munden Jr. Smile's who we spoke to last week on Before the Hedges. We had one of those Dog Nation conversations with Smile Munden Jr. He's out of Dallas, Georgia, Paulden County High School. Doesn't, he's in, in no certain hurry to make up his decision. He wants to make his decision after his senior year. Sounds like to me, uh, Smile's just a good dude, want to keep recruiters coming around, want to keep recruiters checking out his high school program. Look at him right there on that jet sweep. Uh, reminder, this is a six foot three, 218-pound linebacker who can triple jump about 48, 49 feet. That's the goal for him uh, this spring during track season. Shmile Munden Jr. will enroll early. He's a five-star linebacker, currently rated as the nation's number two or three outside linebacker. Georgia sees him as an inside linebacker. They're making him a priority as well. That's why he shows up on the top targets list. Look for Georgia to get maybe two or three inside linebackers in this class because they didn't get anybody a year ago. Smile Munden Jr., the five-star linebacker out of Paulding County Jr., he was the guy that uh, shows up at number seven on our list. Number six, everybody starts wondering about running backs in the 2021 class for Georgia. That's Travion Henderson out of Hopewell, Virginia. Travion just won the state championship, the Class 3A state championship in uh, Virginia out of Hopewell. He ran a 6.48, 55-meter indoor right there. That was moving it. He had a goal to be a 6'3". Didn't quite get to that. Now, Travion Henderson, if you look at his film, filthy. He's making plays everywhere. A couple of plays we'll break down later on, Dog Nation, um, about Travion Henderson's film that we like really so well. Looks like a touchdown machine for his high school team. Uh, there was some early evaluations on him, especially his junior year. Some schools were wondering, was he a linebacker? Was he a safety? Clemson actually thinks Travion Henderson is a safety. But um, he's already established he's going to take official visits to Texas and Oklahoma this spring. He took a big visit to Georgia for a junior day in January. That also went well for Travion Henderson. There's some ties there between Georgia and Henderson that we'll detail a little bit down the road when we start really writing a lot about Travion Henderson. But right now, really good film, explosive type back. He checks in at number six on our top targets list so far on Before the Hedges for 2021. Now, the next page, the next slide, another running back. Running back's got to be a priority for Georgia in the 2021 cycle. They took two last year. Look for them to try to take two again in this class. Evan Pryor, he's out of Amos A. Hugh High School, recently established his top six. Told me recently that he's got his three of his official visits planned out. He wants to keep his exact timing on those official visits on the low low but he plans to visit North Carolina, Ohio State, and Georgia this month. Those are his three official visits. Wants to make his college decision sometime in April. He ballparked April. Now, there's some reports out there from some very good reporters that had him wanting to make his decision on April the 7th. Kind of backed off that when I spoke to Evan Pryor late last week. Uh, April, the month of April, seems like just a ballpark month. We wrote about uh, those vi that visit plan there for Evan Pryor in the month of March. He's going to have a busy March now that the visits are back on. 
I think it's very smart what Evan Pryor's doing right now because a lot of folks in the recruiting industry are wondering, you know, where Evan is for Georgia. He's, is he number one? Is he number two, number three on the board? Is, it, is Evan Pryor number one, number two, number three on the board for like a, a Penn State, an Ohio State? There are other guys that are they're going to show up on this list as well that some schools like this guy better, some schools like this guy better. The one thing Evan Pryor is doing that's really smart to me is he's just going to try and make his decision early so when he can lock down a spot because he knows some schools will take him. Georgia has told him he has a committable offer anytime he's ready. And he wants to go ahead and get in a, get in a class, get in a program that he feels a good fit with, maybe perhaps two or those, three of those other, maybe before two or three of those other committable offers make their decision. So big props there to Evan Pryor, how he's moving quickly with his recruiting pace to make sure he ends up, ends up in an enviable school type position. Number four on our list is Barrett Carter, uh, North Gwinnett High School. He's fluctuated between two, three, and four on our list for quite some time. Another inside linebacker, an ideal inside linebacker target for George in the class. Something cool, I don't know, we, don't, we didn't have, have this on video for our online chatter this week. Wish I would have remembered it, but Barrett Carter was teaching tackling uh, to some local high school kids down in the North Gwinnett school zone. He had a nice, neat, neat little way to do it. He uh, teach them how to wrap up, lead with their head, you know, heads up tackling, hit with your head, lead with your eyes. But then he had this thing called garbage up. When you lock in a guy, go garbage up. And I was asking him, like, who teaches you that? And that, of course, would have to be the incomparable Bill Stewart at North Gwinnett High, and the head coach there. Fantastic football mind. I think Bill Stewart's good enough to be a college coach right now, but. The way he was taught to tackle by Bill Stewart and North Gwinnett was, to, was garbage up. So, folks, next time you go teach your kids how to tackle, you want to tackle like a, in my mind, an elite linebacker, an all-American linebacker, a five-star linebacker in my mind. Think about that term, garbage up, like you're hoisting a can of garbage right there. That's how Barrett Carter was taught to do it, and he does that very, very well. A heck of a player for North Gwinnett High School. Barrett Carter recently established his top 11, and Georgia was clearly in there. Georgia has made him feel like a priority for the longest time. Number three on our list, this was a guy that took a dip off uh, last week's show. I'm certain it kind of raised some eyebrows a little bit. That's five-star James Williams. Really nothing that, um, you know, alarming or you know, any sort of trending away from Georgia here. He's a six-foot-four-and-a-half, uh, six-foot-five safety. Keeps visiting the University of Georgia. He's the nation's number one overall prospect. Uh, at safety for the 2021 class. He named his top three recently of Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson. Georgia still seems to be the school that gets all the enviable visits there for James Williams in Miami. He's actually moving back to American Heritage where he started out his high school career for his senior season. James Williams, an all-American safety in every, in every sense of the term right there. Ball skills, he's got length, he's a smart player. He, he supports his other players on the field. Uh, James Williams, I think he ranks number six in the country right now. Maybe five in the country overall for the 2021 class. A clear five-star uh, in anyone's book right there, especially given the size. Number two is Amarius Mims out of a Cochran, Georgia. That's Bleckley County High School. Von Lasseter coaches him. Von Lasseter is a former high school coach at Jake Fromm at Houston County. Um, Amarius Mims, six seven and a half. Uh, lots of schools are on him. Georgia had made some key moves in the month of January, where uh, when Sam Pittman left, Georgia fell behind Alabama and LSU. Uh, quickly, Georgia was able to catch right back up and get nose to nose with both those schools. Matt Luke is doing a great job recruiting him. Brock Vandegrift's doing a great job recruiting him. Georgia, although they went crazy, crazy good in the 2020 class with tackles with guys like. Tate Ratledge, Broderick Jones, Chad Lindbergh, Devin Willick. Um, they still got to keep hitting that um, offensive line position. Georgia wants to restock with elite tackles every year. You look at Amarius Mims. Some guys you look at prospects and you go, is that guy a right tackle? Is that guy a left tackle? Amarius Mims, by anyone's standard, is a left tackle. Played tight end mostly exclusively at Blackland County as a sophomore. And then last year, you see some of that early film from him last year. He was a left tackle uh, for uh, Blackley County as a junior. Got one more year. I think he does plan to enroll early as well. Clear priority for Georgia. Been a priority for Georgia for the longest time. 
And we have a constant number one, a repeat number one on our list. That's Tony Grimes, the five-star out of um, Virginia Beach, Virginia, the 757. We had a a Dog Nation conversation with Tony Grimes. He was our second um, Before the Hedges podcast where we got to speak to Tony Grimes, um, number one cornerback in the country, number six overall prospect. Georgia's already getting an official visit from him. Georgia went from right at his top 13, outside his top 13, to getting a, an official visit from Tony Grimes with just one unofficial visit to Georgia in the, uh, from the class of 2021. You've got Tony Grimes out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Wouldn't it be something if Georgia was able, would be able to pair up Akili Ringo, the number one corner from the 2021 cl- 2020 class, and then come back in the next cycle and sign Tony Grimes the number one cornerback from the 2021 it's class, 2021 class as well. I think that would start the ball rolling in a lot of folks, a lot of recruits, a lot of people starting to think whether or not Georgia is clearly moving into that DBU territory, maybe as the elite DBU of this two or three, four-year recruiting span so far. Uh, that's your top targets for 2021, brought to you by those good folks at Kroger. Uh, now it's the part of our program where we take a look at the other guys popping up and really showing, uh, really showing um, that we're considering and watching who's trending for Georgia in some ways as well. It's a big list. It keeps growing. I think we have three or four names we took off. We have three or four names we add to it. Um, 2021's top targets. Let's go through a bunch of them. Brock Bowers, that's the uh, speedy 455, 215-pound tight end out of Napa in California. Isaiah Brevard is a... Uh, Big receiver out of uh, Mississippi. At one point in January, Georgia was his leader. New name this week is Corey Collier. That's a safety out of Miami. Uh, Miami Palmetto High School. I believe he ranks as a top 50, top 60 prospect. And uh, the number four or five safety in the country. Donovan Edwards is one of those running backs I want to take some time to talk about right here. He's out of Michigan. He did visit Georgia. He visited Georgia when uh, Evan Pryor visited. They both visited together. Strong relationships there for Edwards with um, schools at Michigan, schools like Michigan and Ohio State. It's going to be one of those factors Georgia will have to overcome if they want to sign Donovan Edwards in that class. But it's another big back, physical back, handles his business in the classroom. Also rated as, I believe, the nation's number two or three running back in the country. Georgia only has about five or six running backs that they're targeting in the 2021 cycle. And uh, Donovan Edwards also belongs on that list. Let's go through that list a little bit, a little bit more. Um, Isaiah Johnson, that's the, that's the cornerback um, out of West Virginia. At one point, he was a five-star. He dipped with the latest 24-7 sports composite. Uh, three-star Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. You'll see some more on him about um, as a good visual of t- Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of South Carolina later on our program during our online chatter, but that's a three-star defensive tackle. Just visited Georgia. Um, that's another name. Everybody wants, everybody's telling me, like, Jeff, who are the D linemen? Who are those big guys in the trenches? Because right now the class is heavy on a lot of certain positions. Our top targets list is heavy on a lot of certain positions, but maybe not at the defensive line just yet. Another defensive lineman is Tim Keenan. We're going to read about him this week on dognation.com. Four-star offensive tackle Micah Morris, name that shows up in this 2020 top, star, top targets for quite some time. Cody Brown, that's the 4.0, great running back out of Parkview High School. Four-star linebacker Chaz Chambliss, he's out of Carrollton High School, Carrollton, Georgia. Four-star linebacker Raniria, Ra Ra Dilworth, very close to making our, if I had to go one more name, top 13 type name, it would be Ra Ra Dilworth. Um, out of North Carolina, just took an unofficial visit to Georgia. Going to hear from him in our program shortly. Four-star wide receiver Ajayi Hall uh, recently named his top four. That was LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and Arizona State. Be very interesting to see how all those schools feel about him when he tries to make his commitment later this month. He's down to a Final Four. There's no Clemson in there. There's no Oklahoma in there. There's no Florida. There's no Miami in there. Uh, very interesting how um, he's, he's really wheeled down, whittled down his contenders list really quickly. I think Ajayi Hall made a great move with his career by moving to IMG Academy. He'll get competition. He'll get discipline. He'll get structure. I think that'll help him a lot with that spring evaluations when everybody wants to see how much better uh, Ajayi Hall has gotten in the receiver position already during his first few months there at um, IMG Academy. 
going back to that list, we've got a few more names I want to click off. Uh, one of the names is Jordan Hancock, high-rising defensive back, cornerback, Barrett Carter's teammate out of North Gwinnett High School. Four-star defensive end, Elijah Judy. Now, that's another name. Elijah Judy is at a Northeast High School in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, took a junior day visit to Georgia. Uh, Georgia's going to get an official visit from Elijah Judy coming up in the month of April. Uh, the dead period lifted, so now we're in a quiet period, and that means that recruits can visit. Recruiters cannot see them off campus, though. But then in April, April becomes a month where those new NCAA rules that kind of ramped up, redefined what the recruiting calendar looked like for Power 5 programs, those football bowl subdivision programs, and start taking those first official visits in April. It's very interesting when we go back to Evan Pryor a little bit. Evan Pryor, that speedy running back out of North Carolina. Um, Evan was taking some big visits in March, plans to visit in April, and he's not even using those official visits at this time. The next name on our list, I think that's the last name on our list. We might have another slide, but that's Moliki Matavio. That's another huge tight end, six foot seven tight end out of Nevada. Uh, Georgia did very well in the 2020 cycle, landing five-star athlete. Darnell Washington out of Nevada. Did Georgia go back-to-back? Maliki Matavio is another one of those size guys with a lot of athleticism. I think a player parallel, not quite Theo Johnson-like, but certainly along that realm. Um, fill, filling out the list, there's Javari Ritzy. Like this young man a lot. Runs track. He's a guy that um, is, is a teammate with Ra Ra Dilworth. Five-star running back Will Shipley. Clemson, Notre Dame, those schools are hot and heavy there with Shipley as well. Um, Shipley had always been in our top targets list for 2021. Kept him there at number 12 for quite some time. But I think right now, that, that just off the cusp place is, is a good spot to put Shipley. Four-star outside linebacker, Xavier Sori. He's a new guy this week. He's out of Graceville, Florida. Just took another uh, unofficial visit to Georgia. When it went really well. Xavier Sori is a basketball player and explosive. Really quick guy coming off the edge. Uh, Jaden Thomas is a name we've seen a lot out of Pace Academy as a wide receiver target for Georgia in this 2021 class. And the final name is a four-star cornerback, Dijon Nugget Warren. Now, Dijon is going to remind folks a little bit of that DJ Daniel story for Georgia in the 2019 recruiting class. I'm saying that because Dijon is a junior college prospect. He's the number two overall junior college prospect right now for the 2021 cycle on 24-7 sports. Uh, he's about 6'1". He's about 180. I like this guy's film a lot. Start talking about him a little bit today on the Dog Nation forum in that Hurry Up Intel thread. Uh, showed his film. Uh, really deliberate, physical, fast player. He'll strike you. Uh, Dijon Warren um, is a guy to know. He's a guy that you sit there looking at. Been hearing his name for a couple weeks now, but um, Mr. Warren, the nugget on Mr. Warren is could Georgia go back and get another, you know, two years and done type player or maybe a one and done type player um, for, uh, I think his huddle profile page lists a 4-4 four, four or below time in the laser 40. So there you go. A junior college name. Very interesting there, especially a cornerback added to the 2021 top target list as well. All right, guys, now it's kind of the feature part of our program. I had a conversation. He just visited Georgia this weekend, just recently spoke to Rhaenyria Rara. Call him Rara, folks. That's the linebacker out of North Carolina with 4.35 speed. He had over he had over 207 tackles as a junior for his high school team. He returns kickoffs. Uh, let's jump into that conversation right now. Here's about five good minutes of Rara Dilworth recapping that unofficial visit to Georgia. As far as the first visit go, did that check all the boxes? I guess that's going to be your only visit you, you take to Georgia before you make your decision, right? How did it yeah. check all the boxes? Uh, it, checked, it checked all the boxes. You know, they told me how fit in, you know, what I, you know, how they use me and how they use me. So it was like, it was nice, you know, to see that. Then I see that they start a lot of freshmen stuff. That's actually even better. Mm. What were the things that you liked the best about, about the visit? Uh, you know, it was mostly around my family. You know, everything that I did was mostly around the family. Not they, they not they just not talked to me. They talked to my family a lot too. So that's what I really like because it's all about the family. Did it feel like an official visit, even though it was an unofficial? Look, like you had a it whole lot of folks with you. Yeah, it actually did feel like an official. 
Who all did you bring with you? I think I saw, like, it might have been a, a little sister or a niece or maybe a younger brother. Who all did you have there with you? I had my little sister and my niece, my big brother, my big sister, and my mom. So what did Team Ra-Ra have to say about it? What did mom and everybody else think? Uh, my mom and everybody else, was, they loved it. I mean, I went in there, you know, like, I need to, like, really see this place, and then it really showed up, so had a big, you know, it shocked me. Does your, do you have something that sticks out as your most memorable part, like when you point the car back to back to Glenn, North Carolina, or, excuse me, Glenn High School in Kernerville? When you pointed the mm-hmm. car back that way, what was going through your mind when you left Athens? You know, just, you know, how they were showing so much love. Like, all the coaches were just saying, rah, 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 this, rah, rah, that. That, that really proved that they, you know, first know about me as a whole, whole coaching staff. And, you know, they were just showing love to the fans. Uh, rah, rah, did, um, you know, one of the big things recruits like you tell me is you, you take it from a, a FaceTime or a text message or a phone call relationship and then when you get in person in front of those coaches, uh, you either see the same guys or you see different guys or you see even even a different side of them. How was that for, for you when you got to be up close and personal with Coach Shu, Coach Lanning, and guys like that? Was it the same as being on the phone or FaceTime with them, or was it a little bit different? It was way different because, you know, I'm actually looking at them in person, and then I'm trying to, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, uh, you see how people, you know, you can tell how they looking at your, not, your eyes. So, it, you know, you can tell, you know, like the truth. Like mm-hmm. some coaches, you know, be sugarcoating through the phone, but in person, like, you can actually know that they mean it. Did you leave there thinking that Georgia wants you in the class and has you as a priority for this class? Yes, sir. They definitely they definitely said I'm a priority. So that felt wow. real good. You have a favorite moment for yourself? What was your What was uh, your best moment? Well, the jerseys was one, but mostly the academics and the part about, you know, when I talked to Coach Smart probably. What did Coach Smart have to say to you? I'm sure he said he likes your game. I'm sure he probably said he he cares about players outside of football, but what were the things that stood out to you? He was just telling me, you know, know, it's like life after football. So he was telling me, you know, football didn't work out. What can I do after football? Was there anything that really opened your eyes or – Really got yeah, about what over my eyes is that, you know, they play, like, it's a lot of different formations they play, and they move people in and out. Like, they have a lot of subs. So, it was mostly freshmen and sophomores. So, that really opened my eyes, like, and they really give people a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the best guy to play. The guy who earns it in the practice field play. Yep. Um, you know, Rory, it's funny because you, you, you were already stressing when we spoke last week that, you like Georgia's academics. You like how your mom was talking to Coach Shu, and they had a relationship before you offered. Mm-hmm. Did this visit elevate things for you with Georgia? Did, did Georgia help themselves with that visit? And I guess what was the biggest way they did that? Uh, yeah, they helped themselves. I mean, I still have to listen to the other schools, and the way they did it, they just, they just, you know, they treated me like home. I guess that when you think of Georgia now, what do you think of? Uh, I think, you know, as a high priority now. Uh, but them schools that I had, I ain't going to most of them. I'm just, you know, you know, I'm just going where I feel, you know, I can actually play and I feel comfortable. So. You say those schools that we talked about, you're still going to visit all those ones you had in your notepad at, in your notepad? Nah. No, nah, I can actually tell you, like, the the official ones that I'm going to take. Go to. Which ones are those, which ones are those going to be? Well, I, took, I, went, I went to Georgia. I'm going to Alabama this weekend. The uh-huh. 21st, I'm going to South Carolina. And then the 28th, I'm going to Carolina. That's it. That's it. So it's down to really four schools then, I guess, right? Yep. All right, guys. So let me add some quick context to that one. I think it was about a week ago, maybe like maybe eight days ago, eight to ten days ago at the most, when I spoke to Rod Rod Dilworth, and he broke out his notepad app, and he was like, okay, here are my visits. And he was going to visit Tennessee. He was going to visit Florida State, he was going to visit um, a lot of schools, going to go up and down the list. He had a, what was planned, he had, I think, eight visits in seven weeks where he was going to see all those schools, going to figure it out. April 17th is his grandmother's birthday, going to make a silent commitment to one of those schools, and then he's going to uh, announce it on May the 8th. 
very interesting here to think about was, um, as you heard right there, this is something you guys are hearing first before I've even put it up on our website, uh, is, is that Ra-Ra Dilworth told me that, yeah, that's all, that's all bygones now. He knows that he will visit just four schools, and that visit to Georgia will be his first and only visit. One thing I like about this young man is he is going to make his college decision and then go take his official visit somewhere. So this unofficial visit to Georgia was key. Uh, he said it felt, like an unofficial, it felt like an official visit. You guys see some of those pictures there. I believe he had his older brother, a uh, younger brother, a niece, a younger sister. Some of the pictures that we'll put up when he, uh, if you see his Instagram, we'll probably put that in his story when we write it for the website, is, is she was carrying that, you know, that big axe, that you know, chopping wood type axe. She had an eight-year-old with a picture with the axe. But um, listen in real close here. Robert Dilworth said, that's all gone. He's now just going to visit four schools. He's not going to exhaust himself, put miles on the family truckster, so to speak, the odometer. He's going to visit Alabama next week. And then he's going to visit South Carolina and North Carolina. These are all going to happen this month. After that, he'll be ready to make his decision. He told me he just basically cut that down because he only wanted to go to visit schools where he felt comfortable with and that he could play at. You noticed in that interview right there, you heard Ra Ra Dilworth say a couple things about um, felt like home, felt like Georgia made him a priority, and they showed him everything. He had a good talk with Kirby Smart, a good private talk with Kirby Smart. Uh, he left Georgia feeling very interested in the program. It was a strong first unofficial visit, his strong first visit to a school. It was interesting. Um, he told me behind the scenes, uh, that Georgia graduate assistant Juwan Taylor was there kind of chaperoning them on their uh, visit. He said Juwan made him feel really comfortable, helping his family, making his family feel very comfortable. But then Juwan Taylor could, could kind of kick some knowledge his way about, hey, I was a linebacker like you. This is how Georgia developed me. This was it, what it was like to play at Georgia. And that was some you know real talk he heard from a guy that was only playing at Georgia about two or three years ago and uh, being a part of the Bulldog program. So that was good right there. So Ra-Ra Dilworth, that's a guy, I think Joel Moody on our Facebook page had a really good comment. When I started watching Ra-Ra Dilworth's film, maybe about two or three, maybe about four weeks ago now, I kind of thought to myself, because colleges are very copycat. They want to find that queen. And what I mean, a queen on the chessboard is a guy that can do everything, that can move up and down in all directions. Think about Isaiah Simmons and how brilliant he looked at the uh, scouting combines this week at 239 pounds. He ran a 4.39. Robert Dilworth told me that he ran a 4.35 laser at a camp uh, in his junior season. Thinks he might even be faster than that. And I know everybody just says, hold on a minute now. They start hemming and hawing about a linebacker running a 4.35. I get it. Very rare. It's almost, you have to be skeptical to think that. But when you watch that film and you watch how quickly Ra-Ra Dilworth covers ground, his teammates call him Gator. They call him Gator not because he has an interest in the Florida Gators or the Gators have an interest in him. They call him Gator because he's snatching up everybody's tackles. He's taking everybody's tackles away from him. This is an inside linebacker who returns kickoffs for Glenn High School. Shows you what Georgia's doing with this athletic defense. They continue to build. We mentioned Smile Munden Jr. earlier, this, earlier in this program. He's a guy that will run jet sweeps, that will triple jump, will play some Wildcat quarterback for Paulden County. And then here you have a guy like Ra Ra Dilworth, who's down to a Final Four, uh, especially just after a Georgia visit. And he's a guy that um, returns kickoffs for his high school program. So. Ra Ra Dilworth, guys, that's a name to know for the 2021 cycle. And I think by April the 17th, he'll make his commitment. And then by May 8th, he'll make his decision known to the public. So he's one of those guys that's going to be pretty quick in his recruiting walk between now and then because he wants to get all this out of the way and focus on a clear senior season with his team. Um, all right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, like I said, we try to bring you guys some, some real good stuff here on the Before the Hedges show. Uh, streams live on YouTube, Twitter, and also on Facebook Live. Uh, it also will be, um, it also will become and, and transform into a podcast. It'll be our fourth podcast. Said earlier in the show, right now you can get the Before the Hedges podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. It should be up on the Apple platforms uh, after a little bit of time. It might take a week. Might take three to five days. We'll have to check back on that. But you asked for it. You guys got it. 
you are guys going to have a Before the Hedges recruiting podcast that shows up every week on your favorite podcast delivery platform. Um, something to think about there, guys. You guys have been asking for it. Uh, right now, guys, I want to tell you something about Kroger and all those five-star Chef Juniors out there. The whole month of March, Kroger Chef Junior classes, they'll have dumpling sandwiches on March the 7th and March the 21st. It also includes a patch, a recipe card, an apron, a chef's hat, and a dumpling maker. Look at those cute kids right there. Um, they had fun. Your family will have fun. You want to make those little varmints in your class, in your, in, your, in your home, a little less narcissistic and needy. You want to make them productive. You want to get them making some dumplings. You want to make them already feeding the family, feeling productive, feeling involved. Go to KrogerChefJr.com now to register. I can't promise you those kids will be as hard as workers as those kids in that video or as cute as those kids in that video, but I can promise you they'll probably have a very good time at Kroger through their Chef Junior program. All right, guys, we're about halfway through. I want to take some time before we get to another Q&A. Um, I want to know what you guys think on Facebook and YouTube about uh, what you've seen so far in the program. You guys got a general question whatsoever. Um, Eric Patton, uh, the question about uh, would Robert Dilworth be better suited at safety? Some schools look at him as a walk-down safety, like a rover type. Georgia wants to use him all over the board. They schematically showed him everything he could be um, at this, on this official, unofficial visit. Unofficial visit, excuse me. But uh, he's a guy that can play all over. He can do whatever. He can cover guys. He can be a three-down three down linebacker. But Georgia, let's make this clear, Georgia looks at Robert Dilworth as an inside linebacker. Some folks invoked the name Roquan Smith there a little bit about how fast he was running, and that's a pretty good parallel um, as well. Uh, Mike Zambiasi, uh, big bulldog name there, uh, Zambiasi. I don't think Roquan Smith was that fast coming out of high school. Uh, Roquan Smith was a heck of a player, though, kept getting faster. I think Roquan timed at 4.51 on the laser at his NFL combine. Um, hey, Bob Hayes, thanks for joining in, man. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, we'd like to see you guys again this, this July as well. Um, Ilya, yeah, double Y, you're right. That's exactly like Manny Lawson used to be. I think the thing that sticks out is um, speed. This guy, you want to figure, figure about a guy that's going to have to cover these quick, quick quarterbacks. Maybe match a Justin Fields, maybe match a Lamar Jackson type guy, maybe match a Derek King, maybe match Bryce Young in the near future um, for Alabama. Uh, he looks like he's going to be the guy quickly at quarterback. Um, that's a guy to think about right there. Uh, Facebook, thank you for your questions and comments so far. Let me quickly jump onto YouTube and see what's going on there. Uh, P. Rich, yeah, Georgia's focusing on a lot of backers. I think if I had to give you guys my ultra secret mock class right now, I have about a total of six linebackers in this class, and that's not even counting the guys that are, would be a, an exclusive, like, strong side defensive end type. Um, Bill Kibbe, hey, thanks. Glad you guys love the Wednesday night format. Hopefully it's something for, guys, for, for Bulldog families, um, moms and dads, kids, to, to watch around after the supper table, maybe when they're relaxing with their favorite beverage, beverage in front of the fire, maybe trying to do something besides watch it rain outside. Um, Glad you guys do uh, do enjoy the new time format as well. Uh, Chevron Hannah wants to know: Do I think Jamie Newman is the answer for a natty? It's going to be a combination of Jamie Newman and the Georgia receivers there. But I think the number one um, reason why Georgia would potentially win a national championship in this 2020 season, you have to look to that defense. You have to look to that secondary and that pass rush. I think that's going to what, what's going to make everything go there for Georgia. You listen to those, some of those smart folks, some of those smart sages on the Dog Nation forum, they tend to think that wouldn't it be great if Georgia could get to averaging around 45 points a game and then the defense can get a little bit better in 2020 and hold teams to maybe 9 or 10 points per game. Georgia does that, opens up the offense a little bit, gets Kenny McIntosh, Zamir White, Kendall Milton really running full tilt out of the backfield. They're going to have something there with that offense, especially whether it's going to be a Jamie Newman. We're going to see a little Carson Beck in spring practice as well. Um, what Georgia's doing at the quarterback position, I do like the fact that Georgia has developed a lot of depth now at the quarterback position as well. Um, see, we got some Georgia-Florida uh, 
yada 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 back and forth uh, chippiness in the YouTube section. Um, glad you guys could join us. Um, next up on our show, had a few questions to get through. Next up on our show, I wrote about this guy earlier uh, this week on, on Sunday on dognation.com. Heck of a player. Don't ask me if I like Gunnar Stockton in 2022 better than Brock Vandegrift in 2021. That's like asking me to try to pick out who my favorite kid is. Uh, I just think both of those guys are terrific football players. I got to bring to you guys a story I've been wanting to write about Gunnar Stockton from, for quite some time on the pages of Dog Nation on Sunday. Here you go. You guys get a chance to see some of Gunnar Stockton and what he's about right now. This week's Before the Hedges Dog Nation conversation is with five-star quarterback Gunnar Stockton of Raven County. What do other guys tell you when you're shaking hands or whatever? What sort of respect do the other guys or other coaches, what have they said to you so far? I mean, to me, the best that I can have is um, a coach or player coming up to me and telling me that I play hard and um, gave it all I got. What's important to you? When people watch you and they know the name and you know the records and numbers are starting to stack up, what's important to you about maybe the way you play the game and the way you carry yourself? Um, just knowing that I'm humble and um, the way I act is one, glorifying the Lord and um, just really glorifying the Lord. What's your relationship like with, with, I guess, Charlie and I guess Jake at the same time? Do you know those guys for a while? How would you describe Yes, sir. Um, Charlie played a couple years back and my dad was a DC then. And it was just cool because I was the ball boy running around for Charlie and them. And it was, it was really neat. Oh, wow. You were the ball boy, aren't you? <laughs> uh, does he ever, and Charlie's such a nice guy, does he ever like tell you, give you some insight into what it would be like at Georgia? Does he tell you how it is or do you ask him about it or does he volunteer it or you guys just don't even cover that? Yeah, I mean, I don't really. The times I see him, I don't really ask him about it, but yeah. I know it's a great place. Um, what's it like with Jake? What's, is he that hunting buddy yet, or you talk football with him? Or um, a little. <laughs> I mean, we talk a little bit um, when I see him, and I mean, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. What do you think you know you're looking for by now? You're sketching it out on that. Do you have any sort of parameters about this school has to have X, Y, and Z? I mean, not really. Just the relationship aspect of making making sure I feel at home, and um, just knowing that I would fit in there how do you feel about how do you feel about georgia then what are they do you what's the relationship like with kirby i mean anytime i mean going to georgia um it's your hometown state and um it would be really cool if i went there is it mostly mostly your decision when it comes down to it is it just going to be a feel and how the gut feeling that a lot of guys think about or is it a is it a system is it you know being around players playing on the big stage, playing at a contending team. What, what, what are, the, are the, do this, those things even matter to you? I mean, really just feeling at home and um, having that um, relationship just wherever I go. And um, it's kind of seeing where I see myself the next 10 years or so, whatever, best opportunity. The name Gunner. It's your great-great-grandfather who was a, a tail gunner on, uh, a, I guess, a B-52 or something like that. Is it? Can you recreate that story for me? Like, where does that come from? Because, it, it, like, your mom told me that it's not even actually your your great grandfather's name. It was just referred to. They in the use, article. Is they um after the article, his plane got shot down, and um they referred to him as Gunnar Stockton, like he survived, and I guess that's where mom and dad got it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool, huh? Everybody thought that they, that, you know, you're going to be a quarterback or baseball player. <laughs> that's why they named you that. Oh yeah. I remember when we spoke with Summer, your your dad told me that Gunner's not a kid that's going to show up at the ceremony and have hats and put a hat on. And he's not a kid that's going to make a decision and then back off of it and then go back and forth. Is that still is there, that's um, you, right? Is there. What, what makes you that way in an era where a lot of people are looking at me and a lot of people are all about the hype? What makes you that way? Is that Raven County, I guess? I mean, a little bit. I'm... I guess I'm kind of shy a little bit, but yeah. at the same time, I'm kind of not. But I don't know, it's just kind of my personality. Man, great family. Uh, things to think about there. Uh, I think he could be able to make his decision maybe likely before the start of his junior year. I do think that's possible. Maybe be in, be, even be a little earlier than that. South Carolina, North Carolina, Clemson, Georgia. Those feel like the schools that I think are really in it there for Gunnar Stockton. 
I think he told me um, in the month of January he visited South Carolina, Georgia, and then North Carolina. Um, Oklahoma's in there a little bit now because I think the family might want to check out Oklahoma. Uh, comes from a family of athletes. His dad's a defensive coordinator at Raven County. Um, his mom was a great college basketball player as well. His older sister is a scholarship basketball player at Presbyterian. Uh, his dad, Rob Stockton, is actually on the, uh, in the Athletic Hall of Fame at uh, Georgia Southern. I think he started basically 48 games in a row, something crazy like that, 43 games in a row. Um, was a stellar defender, safety man for, uh, for Georgia Southern, previously at Raven County. Love that story of how he got his name, Gunnar Stockton, as well. Uh, this young man loved this part of his story. He asked for basically a CB antenna and some cattle for Christmas. So he got his after-school job is raising livestock. He got five calves. He got, he got five heifers. He got a bull. Um, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to be raising some cattle there uh, in Raven County. I think he plays baseball as well this spring for uh, Raven as well. But look at that film. Look at that electricity. He threw. A, you see some of this film here, guys. If you count the yardage marker, he's letting that thing go, and the guy's being the ball is being caught 60 yards downfield. That's in an actual game. Uh, the the bonker stat there for Gunnar Stockton is he has 113 touchdowns through his first two varsity seasons of college football. 100. Not college football. First two varsity seasons of high school football. Gunnar Stockton, 113. I think there's about 70 of those through the air, 72 through the air. The rest of those are through the ground. He is a 4-7 guy on the laser, true dual threat quarterback. He is on a pace, mind you, on a pace to challenge Trevor Lawrence for the all-time passing touchdowns and the all-time passing yards mark of all the schoolboy quarterbacks from the state of Georgia. Uh, mind you, though, Trevor Lawrence threw for 51 touchdowns in his junior season. It'll be very interesting to see what Gunner's junior year looks like. And I'm going to tell you, folks, do you already know where you're going to be in April? I mean, excuse me, do you already know where you're going to be in late August? I know where I'm going to be in late August. I'm going to be at that ball game between Prince Avenue Christian, Georgia 2021 quarterback Brock Vandegrift, stellar player, great young man, great family as well, is going to go up against Raven County, Prince Avenue Christian, Raven County. You're going to see two of the top quarterbacks in the state of Georgia and the country and the classes. Uh, two bona fide future Saturday players. Their teams will be taking on each other uh, early on in the year for a great kickoff. I think ESPN is going to broadcast that. We'll be there. Um, that'll be a great kickoff to the 2020 high school football season in the state of Georgia. Um, something to look at there would be Gunnar Stockton's team going against Brock Vandegrift's team. I think the over-under for points in that game might be 75 points at the early outset. All right, guys, that's a good chance for you guys to get to know Gunnar Stockton a little bit. Now it's time. I think my buddy Brandon Adams coined this term for all time here on Before the Hedges. Calls it his online chatter. Here are news from the uh, world of college recruiting, high school college recruiting. These are some news and notes, some things that we saw over the last week that really stood out to us. And I got to start with one guy. One guy that's who's number one on our list, uh, Tony Grimes. If you want to know what the number one guy on the top targets list look like, looks like, watch this. He's out here doing 54-inch sitting box jumps. It looks like what Brandon does before he gets ready to hit this anchor desk and have another great show on uh, in the morning right there. Look at that, Tony Grimes, five-star, sitting there off of a... Uh, Sitting box jumps, clearing 54 inches right there. He's also doing this, this stuff, guys, with a 60-pound weighted vest. Um, freaky stuff right there from Tony Grimes out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Great off-the-field story as well. Tony Grimes right there. That's something to take a look at right there. Next up on our list, I want to I I take a look at Elijah Judy. Elijah Judy, you mentioned him earlier in our top targets list. Elijah Judy is a four-star defensive end out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, this is his father right here. Look what Georgia football did with their edits and their graphic team right there. You don't think those folks don't know, don't know what they're doing? Look at this edit. For those that are joining us on our new podcast, um, I want to show you. There are some images here. There's an image of Elijah Judy, a pass rusher out of uh, Northeast High School in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Georgia's edit team have pictures of Mark Webb Jr. and DeAndre Swift 
woven in here in the background, layered in on this edit. If you don't think that impression, this edit here did make an impression on this family. Uh, look, what, look what his father says right there. Do you know how much of an honor it is for Elijah Judy to be in the same pick as Swift and Webb? It's a big deal. He took a key uh, unofficial visit to Georgia um, during the January Junior Day period. Look for him to take his official visit to Georgia uh, in April as well. Want to want to take you guys? Going to bounce around here a little bit. Now we have all that we have all that good stuff there on Gunner Stockton. Now let's be fair and balanced with our 2021-2022 elite quarterbacks from the state of Georgia. Look at Brock Vandegrift right here. This is from his Instagram page. That's him running track for Prince Avenue Christian. Runs the sprints, he runs the 100, he runs the 200, he'll run the hurdles. Look at him right there, leading the pack. That is Georgia's pro-style passer. That's what he's rated, but he is a dual threat as well. Can make things happen with his legs. Brock Vandegrift likes to use those legs to create time, to escape and extend plays, kind of like what Joe Burrow did for LSU. Brock Vandegrift. Committed to Georgia, going to go play for Georgia. He will join the Georgia program in January of 2021. I uh, got another one from Instagram I want to show you right here. A couple. Now, folks that think preferred walk-ons aren't that big a deal, let me take, tell you the name. Um, I don't know if we have that one. So let me go to another one right here. Uh, let's look at, while we're on the subject of Brock Vandegrift, let's, let's, go, let's look at David Daniel and Brock Vandegrift. You guys remember Kirby Smart was in uh, Macon earlier this week for the Macon Touchdown Super 7. Um, he spoke, but um, the Macon Touchdown Club, it's an annual thing now. Kirby is the keynote speaker. He's annually there. They raised some money for a good cause there. But uh, one of the Super 7 was Woodstock High School's David Daniel. He was there, and he happened to catch a photo there with Brock Vandegrift as well. Those are currently the only two guys in the uh, – 2021 class. I'm going to stress the word currently. The 2021 recruiting commitment class for Georgia. Look at Brock there with the open collar shirt and the blue uh, sport jacket right there. Looking very QB-like right there, if I must say. It was very interesting about the names that responded to this tweet about waiting on the rest of y'all. I think Terrence Ferguson responded. I think uh, Marius Mims responded. At least had something to say there on Twitter about what they saw of those two gentlemen right there hanging out in Macon. Um, Another, another series of tweets I want to show you guys is we mentioned him earlier in our top targets. He was in those also considering guys. And I want to take you to uh, Tyrion um, out of uh, Gaffney, South Carolina. Now, this is the first tweet. Uh, Tyrion was there uh, at Georgia over the weekend for another uh, junior day type, type visit. Now, this is Tyrion right there. And first of all, at the first part of this right here, you're going to say, okay, Jeff. I've seen some of these before. These look like another defensive lineman. You're happy to see this of Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. You're happy to see these pictures, and it looks like, hey, Georgia needs to get involved with some of these beefy defensive linemen. That's one picture. Let's scroll this forward to the next period, the next picture. You know Athens is Liddy, and Athens is a great place. But look what Tyrion um, Ingram Daw Dawkins does right here. He posted this on Leap Year, Leap Day. Look at him right there, the big man. Kind of a standing off one foot, one-handed dunk right there. We like to see that. You guys want to see some athleticism out of a defensive tackle type, defensive lineman type. Look at this guy. Let's look at him again. Takes the ball, palms the ball, turns it, flushes it down right there. Folks, we see Georgia athletes that they're recruiting doing stupid, insanely athletic things. Stupid is mean as a, meant definitely as a positive term here is that out of your mind type stupid, how that should not even make sense, how they're doing that. Georgia's got linebackers triple jumping. They've got um, linebackers returning kickoffs. And there you have a defensive lineman throwing down one rather easily with the flush right there as well. Top targets, top targets. We've set successfully satisfied our top targets online chatter for another Before the Hedges. If you guys are watching us on, on the, or listening to us right now on the new Dog Nation um, Before the Hedges podcast, available now on Spotify and SoundCloud, soon to be on the iTunes platforms. Um, you'll have to just deal with my um, working man's play-by-play -play right there, trying to paint the picture for you guys as well. Guys, we're coming up on the fourth quarter of our show. Uh, hurry up time. You guys have any questions right now? I'm going to bounce around from the Dog Nation forum. I'm going to bounce around from Facebook. I'm going to bounce around from YouTube. I'm sure we've got some Gators and Bulldogs playing nice on YouTube by now. Um, 
Let's look at it. Let's take a look at, um, we got five minutes on the clock. Thank you, Connor, for that. But you guys got questions, I'm gonna try and bring some manners. Bring some manners and some answers. Question I wanna ask, I'm gonna, I saw this one earlier in our feeds today. This one came from our good buddy, Joel Moody. Joel, I hope the wife remembered, or you remembered on your own and the wife didn't have to help you with, um, with this question. But I think Joel's question was, you wanted to know about Trey McKitty. Could Trey McKitty make a, maybe a, the type of impact that Lawrence Cager did. I think that's the guy that I feel will probably be the odds-on man to be the starter, at least the guy that shows up in a lot of two tight end packages for Georgia, a lot of their power sets at the beginning. Um, he's just a big man. He's played a lot of college football. He's athletic. Um, I think the way that uh, Trey McKitty uh, and, and Jamie Newman can affect this offense early uh, McKitty's not going to be there for spring practice. Newman is already there, but the way they can make that offense go, they will add something to that. Because if not for Trey McKitty making an impact right there, then you're going to have to go with Richard, sophomore John Fitzpatrick. Good dude, solid dude, big guy, great hands. Um, I think Fitzpatrick and McKitty might be the guys that will play the most early, but then you've got guys like Ryland, Goaty, redshirt freshman Brett Scyther, redshirt freshman, and let's not forget the five-star athlete Darnell Washington. Surely Georgia's going to kick the tires on him and see what he has under the hood early in terms of how quickly can he make a contribution and an impact for Georgia. Wouldn't be surprised to see Todd Munkin start scheming up some special red zone looks for uh, Darnell Washington once he shows the staff and his teammates that he's ready for the spotlight of college football. Um, let's see what everybody's got going here on um, Facebook. Uh, Chris Slim White, are there any recruits from uh, Macon County and Washington County? There's a bunch of great players from there right now, but Georgia, at least in the 2021 class, is not um, after those communities in the state of Georgia. Uh, uh, Jason Brian Lee wants to know about the level of talent Brock Vandegrift plays against at the private school. I don't think that hinders him at all. One of the things you see, you like what Prince Avenue Christian is doing right there. They play a tough region schedule, but then they try to schedule outside of their uh, outside of their classification or to play up. A lot of teams are running from teams like Raven County and, and Prince Avenue Christian because they have such great quarterbacks that make them a threat to beat any school. Um, you like how the fact that those two schools were able to pair up and get a game and to check everybody's oil and see how good they actually really are. I love it when high school teams figure out what they're good at and what they're not and test themselves early because you ask me, it's more important to figure out what you're not good at and how you can get beat in the regular season before having that great 10-0, 11-0, 12-0 record and then you finally meet somebody good in the playoffs and you find out where all your weaknesses are. Love it when schools schedule up and play big boy, big boy type competition, especially in that jamboree kickoff classic type type look right there. See what everybody's doing on uh, YouTube. Uh, Daryl Tony says he's going to go see uh, Grimes play in Virginia Beach. Yeah, Tony Grimes is a talent. Uh, uh, Fletcher Britt wants to know why so little talk about Mathens when we talk about the quarterbacks. I don't think I'm purposely doing that. I just think once Mathis to me, once, once he gets that clearance to be full go, I think that's when the evaluation period really starts for DeWan Mathis. Certainly hope the best for him. Certainly hope he gets all those great clearances and the great medical reports that allow him to, to play and continue his college football career because Juan Mathis is an athlete in his own right. He's got a big arm. I think he needs to work on his accuracy from what we saw from spring practice a year ago. But if Duan Mathis can start putting things together with that seasoning, folks, it should normally take about a year or two for these guys to be able to, to plug and play and go at the college level. Not supposed to be easy. Uh, Donta Green wants to know about the JUCO defensive back. That's a guy out of Hyattsville, Maryland, uh, Lackawanna Community College. Uh, that's a program that's starting to spit out some players. I think Tennessee took a big defensive tackle in the last class from Lackawanna, but he's about 6'1". He's about 185 pounds. He 4.35. I like the way he runs. He's very deliberate. Shows a lot of ball skills about going to get the ball in the air. And Georgia, going to have a lot of options at defensive back. Which defensive backs are they going to be? Are they going to get more of a finished product like DJ Daniel was in terms of, uh, in terms of that young man, Nugget? Dijon Nugget Warren out of uh, the junior college ranks. Are they going to get a guy like that? Or are they going to get a guy like a Jordan Hancock, a guy like 
a guy like that. You know, Jordan Grimes, Isaiah Johnson, Jaquintry McQuistry out of the state of Alabama. They want to go for that guy that they'll get three years in, or are they going to go for a guy that they might need to play right away? When you think about that junior college prospect, the one thing that comes to my mind is Georgia's going to turn over so many guys after this season. That defensive backfield is going to be depleted, and they might need to bring in a guy that's more physically ready to play two years out of high school, like a guy like that, like a guy like Nugget Warren, Dijon Nugget Warren out of, um, out of Pennsylvania. One question I wanted to get through, I wanted to make sure the Dog Nation Forum got their questions in. Uh, CZ Cashville Dog. CZ, hope everything's going well up for you up there um, with that bad weather you had up in your part of the world. But um, what 21, which 2021 prospect would be the ideal fit for the star position at Georgia? I can think of Raw Rod Dilworth as a guy that I think could do it. Um, James Williams is a guy that could do that. You look at Tony Grimes, he could play anywhere on the field. Um, I think that's a guy, although Tony Grimes wants to be a lockdown corner on one side of the field. When you look at those guys in the 2021 class, I think Jordan Hancock could do it. I think the ideal star I see on campus right now, and is it Keeley to get on the field fast once he enrolls in Athens in June and become the star? Is it Keeley there, or is Keeley going to get a look maybe with Tyreek Stevenson at the other corner spot? But you still got DJ Daniel, you got Mark Webb, you got. Um, Eric Stokes, Tyreek Stevenson, Keely Ringo. Don't, don't sleep on Jalen Kimber. I've heard outstanding things about how Jalen Kimber has looked so far in the January and February offseason program for Georgia. He's starting to put on weight. Once Jalen once Kimber can get his speed and his, not his speed, excuse me, can get his weight up to about the 180, 185 pound range and get his strength up, he already has the ball skills, the tenacity, the footwork, the the explosive acceleration. Yeah, Harry has all that. He just needs to get a bigger suit of armor to be able to deal with the rigors of the SEC. And I think Jalen Kimber is going to have a very outstanding career at the University of Georgia when he takes care of those things right there. All right. Facebook, gotcha. Twitter, thanks for joining us. I got YouTube. I got the Dog Nation Forum. We've dropped some news today about the, uh, the podcast coming on the Before the Hedges podcast on Spotify and also on SoundCloud, soon to be on the iTunes platforms. I'm Jeff Sintel for DogNation.com. We've got to thank Kroger one more time. Think about your Kroger Chef Juniors in your own house. Wouldn't you like for them to be able to make you something besides a sandwich? How about some of those dumplings from Kroger Chef Junior? Hope you guys have enjoyed another edition of Before the Hedges on podcast. I'm Jeff Sintel. Hope you guys have a wonderful time and wonderful night wherever you're at. Thanks again for joining us on DogNation.com. And we'll see you again down the road. For more Dog Nation videos, check out youtube.com slash dognation.